I'm Amy Jo Martin. Welcome to the Why Not Now show. You know that thing you've been thinking about doing? Yeah, that one. Why not now? Have you ever actually taken the time to ask yourself, what's stopping me? Let's talk it through. This is your chance to give that idea the attention it deserves and take action. Each episode, I have a chat with a fascinating person from entrepreneurs to athletes, celebrities, my parents, rocket scientists, and all walks of life. We talk through a critical time when they've asked themselves, why not now? We dissect that day or even that moment, step by step. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this solo podcast. It's just you and me today, which is kind of fun. And today we are going, we're actually doing a two-part podcast. This is the first of two episodes. I had asked our private Facebook group, the Why Not Now private Facebook group, um, if they had any questions, and I got a ton. So I'm grouping them together in two different episodes. There were quite a few questions about personal branding and social media, big surprise. So I grouped those together, and this episode will focus on that topic of social communication, your brand essence tactics, big picture, but also having a healthy relationship with these communication tools and building your business. And then the next one is a little bit more broad. So I will hop in to those questions in just a moment. But a quick update, I guess, on my end. It's been a while since I've provided a bit of an update. I think last you heard, we're expecting. Richard and I are expecting a baby. And it will be here in early summer. He will be here. So um, if you're following me on social media, you probably knew that. But things are going well. And I've had some people say, are you going to share more about your pregnancy and your journey and parenthood and um, all these things? And I'm happy to. You know, there are nothing is, is off limits or off topic for me. So let me know if that's something that you are interested in hearing more about, maybe we'll just record another episode down the road and and share what the journey's been like, ups and downs and all arounds, as most uh, moms and parents can relate. So that's, that's definitely something that's going on behind the scenes. Overall, it's been a pretty incredible experience, but I would love to dive into that more with you on a different time or at a different time. So um, just holler back on social media in the private Facebook group or however, Carrier Pigeon, if you actually want to know a little bit more about this journey we've been on and some of the tips and tricks and things that I've learned and heard, you know, all the things. Secondly, I wanted to mention we are going to be announcing dates and enrollment for the next Renegade Brand Boot Camp very soon. So if you want to be notified and the first to uh, receive a heads up, go to renegadebrandbootcamp.com and sign up for the email and we'll make sure you get a heads up. We're, 
we're definitely growing with this program. So it's been super exciting to see the response. And it is the love of my life when it comes to purpose, passion, and skill colliding. Uh, a dream I didn't know I had. And rather than telling you all about the boot camp right now, I just wanted to read one or two things that other people are saying about the boot camp who've been through the program. So this is from Lauren Bongiorno, and she's a boot camp graduate. She's an entrepreneur. She's an author, uh, incredible human being. And she has said, my business is growing, and the boot camp is a huge reason why. This was the best thing I could have done personally and professionally. I learned things that without the program would have taken me years to figure out. The program attracts like-minded individuals and like-hearted too, I might say, to the group. And I not only gained boss women friends, but mentors and a support system. If you are someone who is looking to launch a podcast, write a book, grow in sales, or figure out how to position yourself on social media, don't hesitate to sign up. It will be a turning point in your journey. So that was Lauren Bongiorno, and um, you can follow her journey at Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N underscore B-O-N-G-I-O-R-N-O. She's got a pretty amazing, oh, just path that she's on and a great follow if you are looking for uh, someone to get some insight from. And just one more quick blurb from a bootcamp graduate, Emily Kostopoulos, who has said, Quote, I mapped out my business concept and launched my new company because of this boot camp. When I first met with Amy Jo, I knew I needed to make a change in my professional life, and I didn't know how to do it. She gave me the tactical tools as well as the confidence to define what was and what was not important in my career. Amy Jo provided the guidance I didn't know I needed to take action in my new venture. So thank you, Emily. She was uh, uh, She's a former engineer, a retired engineer now, turned entrepreneur. And as you can imagine, this becomes a really tight group of women who are holding each other accountable, educating each other, and collaborating. I mean, some people in this group are now, these alumni are doing business together. It's lifelong friendships and and colleagues. So um, renegadebrandbootcamp.com if you want to learn more or uh, just sign up for the newsletter and we'll give you a heads up when we're launching. We tackle the most taboo topics on the Why Not Now show. Oftentimes, you're hearing guests share things they've never shared before. In the spirit of things we don't typically talk about, you should know that the Why Not Now show is supported by Poopery, the original before-you-go toilet spray. It's magic. My friends at Poopery have literally taken the smell out of you-know-what. This pure blend of essential oils stops bathroom odor before it begins. Visit Poopery.com and Why Not Now listeners get 20% off with code Why Not Now. That's all one word. And you can hear the story about Poopery in our interview with founder Susie Batiste. That's Why Not Now, episode 28. Poopery is also available at Bed Bath & Beyond. So here we go. I'm going to set the scene here. I am in the studio in our basement <laughs> in the forest. It's blizzarding out and it is spring and I am um, here by myself. So it's always kind of an interesting dynamic when you have a microphone and a quiet room just to share thoughts. Uh, so they 
are headed your way. Here we go. I'm going to just start reading a few questions, and then I have some umbrella answers to a lot of these questions that I feel will address several, but then we'll dive in to some of the specifics as well. And just to kind of give you a, a gist that I'm picking up, a lot of people feel stuck when it comes to social media and not sure what to do, why their audience isn't growing or engaging more, maybe stuck in terms of just fatigued and disenchanted with the space. I think we've all probably been there. So here are some of the the questions that were asked that I'm kind of putting into the same bucket of very generalizing, but I'm stuck. So Jennifer Gumbel has said, She wants to learn how to increase her audience and drive more traffic to her website and podcasts. So looking for tips, especially as it relates to Instagram. Teresa Haddow has said something kind of similar. She said, I'm working really hard to gain an organic following and get my engagement from my following up, but I feel as though the conversation is just one-sided. How do I hone in on my audience and get them talking so I can create a community. Dale Sundberg has said, how do I grow a following on social media and what engages people in their heart to follow you? Shelly McCutcheon, hopefully I'm saying that right, Shelly. Sorry if I didn't get your last name right. But you had asked, um, any helpful tips on increasing engagement and growing your audience? Okay, so let's just pause right here for a minute because there's a lot of overlap here in these types of questions, and they go on and on. There are a lot of others, and I'll get to some others um, that that may vary slightly, but for the most part, this is a, a pretty similar topic. And the, the key question that I'm hearing is, how do I grow my following? How do I increase engagement? How do I get to a point where this there's a community? And how do I build a community? So what I would like to do is create two buckets. And the first bucket is going to be, let's dive into more of the basics. Back to intention, the systemic reason why things might be happening. And then this other bucket, which we'll get to second, is more tactical. Literal, tangible, tactical things that I can do. I think it's important to address both buckets because If we don't have the first one right, then it doesn't matter what you do for tactics and tips and tricks because they're never going to convert or get you where you want to go. We we have to cover our bases first. So answer this question, what is my intention for using social media? Why do I want to grow my following? And literally answer those questions. Don't just kind of brush them off. Um, But they're super important because that is the root of everything. And our intentions become crystal clear to our audience. Just like when you are scrolling along and you see a post from someone and you feel like it's just not sincere, you know, you can tell. And so your radar's up and you're just going to keep scrolling quicker. And in fact, you might unfollow. You're definitely not going to engage. Over time, the algorithm won't give you that content anymore from that account because you aren't engaging and it's not resonating. So the intentions are extremely important. Why are you here, right? We can sense that just in the real world. 
If you are at an event with someone, you meet someone for the first time, you can sense. Are they real? Are they being authentic? Do they want something? So why are you showing up? And what is it that you're trying to do? And if you're having trouble answering this, just press pause, hold up, spend time on this answer because it is the root for everything. If we find ourselves with intentions that aren't aligned with who we really are or maybe some um, tensions that aren't super solid, maybe we're just trying to do something, trying to get sales, what is the bigger purpose? Because if we're rooted in just trying to sell, then I feel like that's like rooting your intentions in quicksand. Like you're starting off on the wrong foot. Eventually you will sink and that is not a sustainable place to be rooted. So those intentions are key. Of course, this comes back to a bigger conversation around purpose. (laughs) Why are you showing up? Are you really wanting equal value exchange? with your audience, your community. Well, first, that means you have to offer value. And we have to identify our value before we can offer the value. So these are basics, blocking and tackling. But if we don't have this down, it really doesn't matter what we're doing later from a day-to-day standpoint because it just will not convert. And I'll get back to the identifying your value in a second. There's a pretty quick exercise you can do to start to arrive at what is your value because the golden rule of social communication, and it is just communication, it's not media, more like the telephone, less like the TV, it's a dialogue, not a monologue. The golden rule of social communication is to deliver value when, where, and how your audience wants to receive it. Your audience is the hero you are not the hero. And sometimes that is a newsflash to us, especially when we feel that social media can just be these squares of what I did today <laughs> or kind of humble brags. And so we got to reframe that lens. So step one is literally answer this question. I choose to spend time on Instagram, let's say, because blank, fill in the blank. And by getting crystal clear, we're able to better guide our own behavior. Are you engaging because you want to spread the word about something that matters to you, to connect with friends, to connect with potential clients, customers? Are you being inspired by other people? And that's your reason for showing up is to continue to to receive that. It's time to get extremely intentional about who you choose to follow too. Because that is a big component of this formula. Are they aligned with your intentions? And so we're still in this first bucket of like very basics, systemic, why are we here? And how can we make sure that the right foundation is in place? And we've, we've just shelved um, some of the, <laughs> the details, shelved the fact that, that we have an app in front of us and we're trying to do something through this app. We're transcending that for a second. Let's talk about your value. What value do you have to offer? And value can come in the form of so many different things like education, inspiration, reciprocation, entertainment, exclusive content. So there are all types of of value 
that you can provide. And so it's important to think through what content do I have that can come through the form of these different outlets of in the form of inspiration or education. So not only do you have value, and I call them value balance buckets, you can draw little squares on a piece of paper as if it was kind of like a, is it called a teeter tot or teeter? What's that little game that you play on the playground? Yeah, I think it's teeter tot. Anyway, <laughs> so baby brain. So you you have this this balance and sometimes it's going to be a little off balance because you're sharing more of one thing than the other. And we want to make sure that we're diversifying our types of value, but also our types of content. So there are two teeter-tots. I think that's the word. I better figure that out before I come become a parent. Um, and the idea is to try and to get them equalized and, and being balanced. If we're always talking about the same thing or always trying to sell or make asks and it's ask, 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 of course we're going to turn people off. That's just not how you build relationships. So everything that you're doing in these apps, per se, ask yourself, does this translate to the physical world? If I were to be asking this or doing this, saying this in the physical world, person to person, how would this feel? What would this sound like? Would this resonate? Okay, so we're still in this like systemic back to the basics bucket. The last thing I'll say is, we have to watch our relationship with social media and have a mindful approach. Let's just give an example here of something I call vanity metrics. So vanity metrics are numbers that are kind of like a scoreboard, and they're just up there. For example, your following count on, let's use Instagram, it tends to be the platform of choice these days your followers, your number of followers, or the number of likes on a certain post. Those are just vanity metrics. They don't matter until you decide what success looks like. So it is so easy for us to get caught up in these fictitious numbers in an app on our phone. Remind yourself what these are and start to judge ourselves and value our own worth based on these what I call vanity metrics. So it's your job to figure out what are you trying to do? What is your intention? If it is to connect with people and build a relationship that ends up converting into the form of a podcast listener, a friend, a client, a customer, a email subscriber, then we have to realize those are the metrics that matter, not necessarily the following and the number of likes. And here's why this is important. And let me give you an example. I know people who have huge followings. And you would think from the outside looking in, you're like, wow. And you might even have a little FOMO. And you're like, they, they must be making bank. But actually, if they're not converting, and by the word converting, I don't always mean making money. It might be they just want them to go check out a blog post or... Who knows what? It doesn't have to be a financial transaction. In some cases, it is. But if they aren't converting and taking action, doing what you set out to do as your final goal, and that KPI, that key performance indicator, the metric of success, then technically it doesn't matter that they have a huge following. And those numbers are hollow. <laughs> or 
maybe they're just wanting to share their message and that is key and that is it. So maybe those that following does matter to them because it feels to them that they're making a bigger impact and have a bigger footprint for how many people they can reach with their message and their purpose, and that's fine too. But just because they have those numbers doesn't mean that they're successful, right? Our egos might think that that's a sign of success, but if you're doing this for business, if, if you are showing up to social communication to connect, genuinely you want to connect, and it's okay too to want to convert, then it's important you look at your goals and, and what are your real goals. So on the flip side, I know people who have a pretty humble following, right? So a lot of our friends, a lot of our family, we think our, our colleagues or fellow business owners they don't have a huge following. And we just think, okay, that's pretty pretty normal. And maybe it's pretty humble. <laughs> but what's really happening behind the scenes is that is their number one lead generator. Maybe the form of a direct message on Instagram is their number one way and vehicle for generating leads to business, to their company, to clients, whatever they're doing, um, more so than any other approach or advertising marketing that they are engaging with. So they are winning if their goal was to actually convert. It doesn't matter how many numbers they have on that scoreboard until they decide if that's a metric of success. So these vanity metrics get in our way and get in our head in such a, a powerful way that it can derail us and discourage us, but I think we need to put them in their place. And what's fascinating is this public scoreboard that we all can see and have access to really doesn't translate to anything. You know, what happens behind the scenes is usually what's most important. And what's really happening in the real world, not just the virtual world, is oftentimes the true metric for success. So, Try to catch yourself and check yourself when it comes to vanity metrics. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you are digging this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It just takes a moment and it means a ton to us. Also, after recording more than 100 episodes, I've created a bit of a cheat sheet on the top five things I've learned from Renegades and how they get from idea to action, from dreaming to doing. I will email you the downloadable PDF when you subscribe to my newsletter. Just head to amyjomartin.com and click on connect with me. Having a healthy relationship with social communication is so important to being effective and successful with these communication tools because if you go into it as they're a pain in the ass, and their time suck, and you get frustrated because you get FOMO or you're comparing yourself, then right there, your energy is not going to be set in a place where you're set up for success because it's it's going to show through. It's You're showing up because you have to, not because you want to. If you can find actual positive energy and joy in this, I'm going to call it space, then you're already leaps and bounds ahead. And this may sound fluffy or intangible, but trust me, it is so true. And if you are following people that you do not have a good vibe about or that annoy you, 
and you continue to follow them, that is your fault. Like you are are definitely, you need to take 100% responsibility. Clean house, it's spring cleaning time and make sure that um, it's a healthy base. You wouldn't go and hang out with someone that you don't like. So why in the heck would you follow them? So definitely check yourself on that front too. So to recap, in this first bucket of back to the basics, let's just look at our intention, why we're here, creating a healthier relationship with the space. Uh, What does success even look like? And am I focused on vanity metrics? So those are things that are absolute basics that you have to constantly revisit. But also, if you're not getting the results you want, definitely start there. Because in most cases that I've seen over the last 10, 12, 13 years in this space, people think that there's a a magic, you know, bullet that a certain tactic is going to help them just accelerate leaps and bounds with their following or with their social communication strategy, as I'm using air quotes. And actually, this is a long haul. This is a marathon. It's just like being in the real world. Relationships take time. So unfortunately, there aren't any magic bullets. But if you get your intentions straight and you're aligned, that is the closest that I have found to any kind of pixie dust. Okay, so let's just say you listen to that and you're like, yep, check the boxes. I feel like I'm in 100% alignment and you're being 100% truthful with yourself. <laughs> then then what? Um, what if you're saying, you know, I'm sharing, but I'm not getting a response? And that actually was a question from someone and, and feedback in the private Facebook group. Um, I'm hearing I'm floundering. I started a podcast and created social me- media pages for it, but... It's just not growing. Or, you know, I'd love your thoughts on on sharing during different seasons of business. So let's start to kind of dissect some of these questions a little more tactically. I think sometimes we are one-track minded and we start to forget that there are so many different types of content. If anyone tries to tell you they've figured out social media, that should be a big yellow flag for you because the space is still changing daily. It's still an experiment for everyone. I've been doing this for, what, 12, 13 years, and it's still an experiment because the algorithms are changing daily. How we consume content is changing. How brands are using it is changing. Some of these factors we have zero control over. So you can't fail if you're experimenting right? So just keep that in mind. But oftentimes we we keep trying the same thing over and over and we're like, no one's responding. It's like, no shit. <laughs> That's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So remind yourself, there are so many forms of content. There are so many platforms. So this is just not a world of Instagram. There are other platforms out there too. There's so many ways to engage and listen. And I see over and over where maybe people will just post something on, let's use Instagram, because it tends to be the most popular, rightfully so. It's very powerful. But sharing an image on Instagram with a message that you feel is important and engaging and then not getting engagement from it doesn't mean you failed. It just means... Well, first of all, what is your goal, (laughs) right? Back to the vanity metrics. But 
means maybe you want to try something different, right? So we have to continue to learn and try something different. And before you try anything, first listen to who you want to engage with and align and and make sure first that you're aligned with them. But offering value in different varieties is key. We have multiple factors here going on, different pieces to the formula. So you might be saying, that's cool, Amy Jo, but give me an example. Give me, like, what do you mean? There are so many different types of content formats, right? So I'm just going to list a few that you might not have thought about in a long time. But there are case studies, like real-life examples. There's curation, how-tos, videos, right? You can go live. You can record it. You can have you have polls. Obviously, there's still photography, animations. You can be interviewing someone else. There are guides. There are so many different types of content, and I think sometimes we fall into the trap of we just have images, and that's not necessarily the case. Obviously, quotes, quizzes, um, different resources and tools that you can offer that you might have forgotten about. But then the the next factor of this is where? Where makes sense for you in terms of what platform? Where should you be playing and doubling down? And if you haven't dated most of the popular social media platforms, I encourage you to do so because it's so easy to fall into the sea of sameness, especially in, I'm going to use Instagram right now, What if you are better served on LinkedIn or a combination of both is usually the key, but have you even tried LinkedIn? That is something that I cannot just emphasize more is LinkedIn gets, in my opinion, a bad rap. (laughs) And maybe it's not just a bad rap, but they, they get forgotten about. And for me professionally, it has been, um, historically the most powerful for connecting with people, for converting from a business standpoint. And everything has its own pros and cons. But if if you haven't tried to listen and engage and connect on LinkedIn, then definitely give that a shot. Here's another area that I think is becoming more popular, but it, it cannot be overlooked, and that is private Facebook groups. I've found it's it's a great way to build community because in a way it is protected from the main algorithm. And this is me sharing from experience. I obviously don't work at Facebook, um, but the algorithms are changing daily. And with private groups, you are insulated a bit. You are able to communicate pretty directly and consistently versus wondering if you will be reaching your audience and serving them content like you would on a, uh, a brand page or a personal account. So private Facebook groups are extremely powerful. And again, it doesn't matter with numbers. You might have a really powerful private Facebook group with 10 people, and that's okay, right? Ten, The right 10 people are much better than the wrong 1,000 people. So it's back to your goals. What are you trying to do? And in terms of building community, community is people connecting with each other and not relying on you to be the hub of value all the time, but really you're outsourcing and diversifying that value exchange. So having you know people in your community connect with each other is a huge 
upside <laughs> to um, your own efficiency, of course, but for them and the value they get because now it's not just you to them. It's them to maybe 10 people if you're starting out small with, with a private Facebook group. And quickly back to the whole different types of content, I'm going to post a list of, gosh, there's probably 40 <laughs> different types of content in the Why Not Now private Facebook group just so you can see Okay, have I tried all of these? Probably not. You maybe have tried 3%. So that is hopefully going to be a good resource for you. If you're not in the group already, just head to Facebook, search Why Not Now private group and request to get in and we'll let you in. Another kind of specific question, and, and this is from Melissa Duncan, and I, you know one of the questions, and I hear this so often, and there are different variations of it, but it's it kind of rolls up into, should I have multiple accounts for my podcast, for my personal accounts? And sometimes it, the question of, I hear this a lot when I'm speaking, is I want to separate my personal life and my professional life. And so I have two different accounts. Is that right or wrong? There really is no right or wrong to any of this stuff because it's all experiment, right? However, I do feel strongly that you are one person one human being, and you do not and should not, if you're in alignment, you're not a different person from nine to five than when you go home at night. And it's all about work-life integration versus separation. It is 2019. So one account, make it easy. You don't have to share everything, but start there. And then Melissa, in this case, was saying, you know, you started social media pages for your podcast. And Before you go to do that, this is just my recommendation based on my experience. There are no right and wrong answers. However, you do only have 24 hours in a day. And maybe you have a team to help you manage. Great. But maybe you don't. And in a lot of cases, people don't. So rather than starting a whole new account, I would first start and experiment with communicating and sharing the value and the purpose behind this new initiative, whether it's a podcast or a book or a YouTube page or whatever. See what resonates and have one place of focus versus trying to juggle and build two different accounts and audiences on both. So you can always split off and add another page account for that new initiative, business, project, podcast, whatever. But it is a little harder to go in reverse. Once you have them set and you're building, it's a little easier to <laughs> to add versus remove. So that is my feedback on that front. I've also heard questions in here. I, I'm seeing um, that you feel like you're just not getting the response. Um, You're not getting the engagement and feedback. Asking questions and then hearing crickets. And so we've all been there before in human nature. um, That's one of the things we want to avoid the most because the last thing we like as humans is to be embarrassed, not having a response. One of the things that I've found that can be helpful to kind of get back on track or get a better finger on the pulse of of your audience is to reach out directly underground behind the scenes. If you know there, let's just say you have five people who are engaging often or more and just reaching out and saying, hey, I would love a little bit of feedback. What's resonating with you most? Are you noticing, noticing anything that 
maybe I could be doing differently or that I should expand upon, I'm so grateful. First of all, make sure you lead with gratitude (laughs) and um, think about what's in it for them. You know, I want to provide more value to you and I consider you an important part of my community. What else could I talk about that you would find value in? And, And or you could do, you know, an ask on Instagram stories. You could do one of the questions. There's always polling. You can do this on Facebook too. So ask them, and it doesn't have to be a public ask, right? Sometimes people are very hesitant to respond in public, just even as a comment, because they don't want to be embarrassed or feel dumb, like it maybe isn't a smart question. So there's a lot of psychology going on here in these little apps. And just remember, just because someone doesn't respond or maybe hit the little heart like button doesn't mean you aren't making an impact. There's so many people who just consume and watch from the sidelines, and they just aren't going to engage. But I know personally, I hear from some of these people, years down the road even, and they'll say, and maybe I've never seen their name pop up before, heard from them. They've never liked anything, commented on anything, and they'll say, you know, thanks for sharing XYZ a while back. It really helped me with a personal situation or professional situation and I had no idea that there was a, you know any impact being made but your true legacy is every individual that you impact and and connect with so sometimes that's a mystery to us and it's a little bit of a blind scenario but trust that it is happening final question here crystal Profit. I hope I'm saying that right, Crystal. <laughs> um, you're asking about seasons of selling, basically. So it sounds like you have a digital course that launches for a seven-day period four times a year. And your question was, what are your thoughts with keeping this out in front of my audience without constantly feeling like they're being sold to all the time? I would not look at this as um, seasons per se, because that's that's really even pulsing from like a marketing sales standpoint, that's that's really kind of old school traditional marketing business mentality. Remember, this space is alive. You're building human connections. So if you're switching gears and you're just relationship building for three months and then the fourth month, you're hard selling, to me, that's going to feel jolty. It's like, whoa, where did this come from? You're like in a different zone all of a sudden. And algorithm's going to pick up on that because I'm probably not going to engage as much. And then we have a snowball effect. But I would consistently be giving more than you're asking. So give, 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 ask, take. Give, 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 ask, take. If those relationships are there, then they will show up in terms of, of conversion, the relationships and the value, I must say. So in my opinion, you never blitz on social. You know, I used to work in advertising and there would be times where we literally would blitz on traditional media like television and radio. And in this case, these mediums are different. I just don't feel like they operate and can handle the similar cadence and energy and dynamic of asking and salesy. So I'd balance that out a little bit more, Crystal, and not worry so much about um, having to push for a certain sales period and always be sprinkling that in 
lightly, sometimes subtly and nonchalantly, and building those relationships. And I'll leave you with a little story. Uh, Many years ago, when I was working with Shaquille O'Neal and he was just starting his presence online, he was on the Jimmy Fallon show. And Jimmy was also an early adopter, and specifically we were talking about Twitter at the time, but he was like, what are you doing, Shaq? How are, how are you building your following? You know, you're doing so great, and what's your formula? And he's like, I'll tell you my formula. I can't really do this Shaquille voice impression, but you get what I'm saying. He said, Jimmy, 30% of the time, I'm trying to just teach people something. 30% of the time, I am trying to inspire them. 30% of the time, I am trying to make them laugh. And 10% of the time, I'm selling them something, which he met his endorsement deals, right? The brands he's working with. It just is a reminder, we got to show up and connect and build those relationships and then give, 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 ask, take. Um, so hopefully this was helpful to you. Head into the private Facebook group for the Why Not Now private Facebook group and and share your feedback if you want. We can continue the dialogue over there. And I look forward to sharing part two of this, which will be a little bit broader. It won't just be social media. A lot of other questions. Oh, and if you are digging the solo podcast format or if you have other questions you want me to answer, please reach out. You can send them to me on Instagram. You can direct message me, tweet me, LinkedIn, Facebook, private Facebook. You can do sky writing in the sky, uh, whatever you like. But let me know what your questions you have because I am an open book and hopefully I can help you along your journey. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the show. Hit me up on social media to let me know what you think. I'm at Amy Jo Martin on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I want to hear your why not now moments so I can share them on the show. Just send me a note to why not now at amyjomartin.com. For show notes and other offers, you can visit amyjomartin.com forward slash why not now. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email newsletter for exclusive content and announcements. A big thanks to Rock Salt Music for all of the tunes by the talented John Coggins. And of course, a hat tip to Richard Gruer for editing and producing the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, why not now? <laughs>